Hi everyone and welcome to the Real Fit Women podcast. In this episode I'm talking with Ivy Thompson, a 32-year-old mother of three based in Melbourne, Australia. We discuss her the last few years she's been dealing with some health issues and she's discovered paleo eating uh, and living paleo as a way to get her health back on track. So she shares her journey and also shares a few ideas for others that are in similar situations and who are also interested in learning about paleo eating. And if you'd like to learn more from the Real Fit Women magazine, go to www.realfitwomen.com and sign up. You can enter your name and email address and you be alerted when the magazine becomes available. Okay, so we're talking with Ivy Thompson um, of Paleo in Melbourne. Um, that's paleoinmelbourne.blogspot.com.au. Thanks for your time, Ivy. No worries. Um, I just wanted to have a chat to you about your experience, um, I guess the health issues you had and how mm-hmm. and why you turned to the paleo way of eating to help deal with that. Yep, sure. Um I have three kids. Um, the first set of um, kids being twins and um, <laughs> three and a half years later having a little girl and it was after that pregnancy I just uh, wasn't right, I, I could tell. Um, basically, I put on a lot of weight during the pregnancy, um, ate a lot of chocolate, ate a lot of cheese and a lot of bread. But I was sort of thinking, you know, once she's born, I'll just breastfeed it off because that's what I did the first time around. However, this time um, I found myself, you know, 30 kilos heavier than usual um, and the weight didn't come off. In fact, I lost a lot of weight in the first week after birth, but then I basically started gaining weight again. So um, I sat there with a three-month-old baby, um, you know, twins who were three and a half years old, um, being very overweight and couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong because I was still walking and, I, you know, I tried to eat healthy, but... Every time I tried, I um, ended up with really bad bouts of stomach pain. Yep. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. So um, this whole process took probably, say, the, the my youngest child was about six or seven months old before I found some resolve. Um, so make a very long story short, um, it turned out that I had something called leaky gut syndrome, which is when... Um, I was in a position where every time I tried to eat healthy, like move away from my bread and ice cream, I ended up with stomach pain that would last for two or three hours straight. Um, And this would repeat a couple of times throughout the day. So, of course, it ended up being easier just eating crappy food. Yeah. Um, And I went to see my GP eventually when my baby was six months old because I thought, you know, this isn't right. I was only putting on weight. Nothing was coming off. I was miserable, depressed and in pain. Um, my GP did all the tests, everything came back normal, you know, slightly high triglycerides, which he was worried about, and also my blood sugar was higher than it should have been. And um, he said, I don't really know what's going on, you know, we can assume it's acid reflux, but the medication didn't work. So so that theory went out the window. But he sent me on to a specialist. Um, the specialist had a look at me, went in with a camera to look at my stomach to see if there was an ulcer. There was no ulcer and he said, well, the good news is there's nothing wrong with you. And I went, well, <laughs> there is because I'm, you know, I'm not making up the pain and yeah. discomfort. And I was randomly reading through Sarah Wilson's blog and she was doing her whole um, I quit sugar and, and all those things. Yes. And around the same time, she started talking about, 
leaky gut and, you know, having food allergies. And um, I spoke to my specialist again and I said, you know, if nothing's wrong with me, is there anything you can suggest? Is there anything it could be that I haven't looked into? And he said, well, you could have developed food allergies. And that's when the penny dropped for me. That's when I started looking at what I was eating and why I would end up in pain, you know, specifically what sort of food triggered the pain. Yeah. And it was actually nuts, nuts and kiwi fruit and berries. So everything I tried to eat that was healthy. So how, basically, and all. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> how did you figure out that these specific foods? Did you like do some kind of elimination um, diet, or just a, like no? A actually, test? um, it was it was more. I didn't do a blood test for that. It was more me eating something, and then I've known for a while that every time I tried to return to my healthy, you know, low carb diet, I couldn't cope. Yep. The pain was too too much. So I did know that there was something in the, the healthy food that I was eating that was triggering the pain. And um, around the same time with Sarah Wilson's blog, she, she talked about citric acid in the husk of nuts oh, yes. and why you always have to activate your nuts, which means soak them overnight um, to get rid of that citric acid. And she said um, it's, it's a well-known trigger for people with leaky gut syndrome. It will hurt and cause discomfort and allergic reactions. So I, I figured out the nuts and with that I also eventually managed to figure out that it was berries, kiwi fruit, egg whites. Um, and at that point I was actually so bad that it was even stuff like capsicum and tomatoes and lemons, anything that was slightly acidic. Yeah. So um, I, I basically found myself at a point where my my you know entire stomach and intestines were just raw, like they were so inflamed. From, from the leaky gut syndrome that, um, yeah, I was allergic to everything. Wow. And, uh, yeah, finding out all these things, actually, it was, it was probably the best thing that could have happened to me because I was forced to change. I was really forced to go and get help from someone who knew about holistic health and approach, you know, my plan of healing myself. Yep. And the way I see it, once you heal yourself, the weight will come off. And that's what happened to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm. So you're feeling um, much better these days then? You know, what you yeah, can and yeah, can't I, eat. And... Yeah, I actually have healed myself to the point where I'm pretty much not allergic allergic to anything anymore. Um, and So this is two years ago. It's been a process that probably took, I'd say the first eight months, I didn't feel like I was progressing much. I was still very sensitive to a lot of foods, but... Um, by the first year, once the first year was done and dusted, I um, I've been really good ever since. So um, very mean, little drama. Does that mean you don't eat the things that, like the nuts and the berries and kiwi fruit anymore? Um, I, I do eat them. Um, when I eat nuts, um, I try to soak them and make okay. sure they're activated before I eat them. But I, I'm fine to have normal nuts. I don't have to, you know, rinse them. I recommend people do just because it's better for you, but. Um, no, I have kiwi fruit, I have berries, I have egg whites, um, or you know, should I say whole eggs? Um, and there's no there's no food allergies whatsoever. Excellent. But I cut out a few main things because I, I went paleo with my diet, which means that I cut out gluten or you know all grains, um, or all, all soy products, um, all processed sugar, and um, dairy. So those are the foods I cut out. But, um, yeah, I'm back to eating, you know, fruit, veggies, eggs, meat, fish, 
chicken, um, you know, healthy fats and all those things. So that's part of it. It's been a big process of healing my, you know, my insides have been this huge, big process that took me um, to, you know, places I didn't expect to, to be. So yeah. today I'll feel like an entirely different person and I've been on a really big journey. That's excellent. Definitely. Was it hard? Mm. Was it hard to stick to the, I guess, the paleo eating, or was it more the fact that you had such a bad time on the other food that it was easy yep. to stick to it because you didn't want to go back? Yeah, I was actually just desperate. But for me to cut out bread and cheese, um, I have to say I have a very strong emotional attachment to to cheese, like a lot of us. <laughs> yes. Um, then that was hard, you know, that's still probably the one thing I'll go, oh, you know, dairy is the one thing I'll go and cheat with. Um, but cutting out grains was really, really easy. And it was just because I was coming from this place of just pure desperation. I mean, I was at a stage where I was lying on the couch crying every day because I was in pain. And when you have three young kids at home, it's it's really not fun. And, you know, not only was I in all this pain, I was so overweight and so uncomfortable with myself um, that you, you automatically isolate yourself from any sort of social life. Yeah. So, And let alone, you know, being intimate with your husband. You just don't want, you know, I wasn't used to being 30 kilos overweight. Um, it, it happened really fast. It happened over nine months of pregnancy and I couldn't get out of it. So... um. That to me, it was a very small price to pay to cut out, um, you know, the conventional convenience foods and yeah. give them up for good because I got such good returns with my health and my um, just, you know, my fitness levels. Yeah, it's hard. The way isn't I look it? today. Yeah. It is hard, like, but so it's attached. been really worth it. Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, with all that, um, I think about a year in, I started reading all the books, all the big titles um, about the paleo diet and the primal diet and learned heaps. And the more I learned, the more I sort of went, you know what, what I'm doing is the right thing for me. Yep. So I'm just going to stick to it. So, you know, my whole family, it's the same way as me now. Oh, that's good. It, I mm. would imagine it'd be very hard to have husband and kids that weren't on the same page. And yeah, you're exactly. Trying to cut out sugar or grains. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and and another thing, um, you know, all my kids have had minor issues with their health, like um, eczema, being born with uh, food intolerances and eczema. And I always thought it was strange, but um, I've fixed a lot of those things just by changing their diet as well. Do they so, find um, it hard if they're they're? I mean, I guess they're only still young, but if mm. their friends are having something that they don't have. Do they find it difficult? They're allowed. Um, I haven't actually gone really, really strict with the kids. So if there is a party or an occasion, I'll let them go and have, you know, the gluten in the cake and the chocolate and whatnot. Um, they still have dairy, but I make sure it's full fat and good quality dairy. Yep. Um, like, you know, a full fat Greek yogurt um, or A2 milk. But, um, yeah, I... I I'll let them have the treats, you know, if there is an occasion. And it just confirms that I've done the right thing because they're so hyperactive um, in the following 24 hours. Yeah. And also sometimes if they've had a sleepover for a whole weekend with the grandparents, they'll often come home and have a little bit of eczema again. Oh, yeah. So it yeah. just confirms, yeah, it just confirms that I've done the right thing for their health. Yeah, absolutely. So mm. what, what happens when you go out? Like if you go out to a restaurant, is it easy to mm -hmm. to find something? That's, it is, that's actually. Sweet? 
yeah, it is. It depends where you go, but I find, especially Melbourne being such a, a lovely place to eat at, I mean, they're so obsessed about good food. Um, I find the high quality of the restaurants are easier it is to eat clean. But even going to my local cafe and have, say, something from the breakfast menu makes it very easy. I just I just ask them to cook the food in butter rather than vegetable oil because um, when you eat paleo, you don't use vegetable oil. Okay. Um, so, they, yeah, they cook the food in butter for me and rather than having toast, I'll just ask for extra mushroom or extra spinach. Um, sometimes I'll just go and have some bacon and eggs with some fried up veggies, um, which is really nice. If I'm out for dinner, you just ask for your good protein with your vegetables and you skip you skip the bread basket, you know, and, and in some in some really good places they will actually have gluten-free bread. But um, I don't eat much of that because it is still quite processed. Yeah. So I try to stick to whole foods. That's what it is, really. Put in a nutshell, I eat foods that would have been around um, 200 years ago. Yep, that you could grow or make yourself at home, I guess. Yep, and, and you know, canola wasn't around 200 years ago. That's why I don't cook with it. Um so, yeah, and, and I eat a lot of fat. I dare say I actually lost 23 kilos by upping, going from low-fat to a high-fat diet. Isn't that strange? I have heard so many mm. stories about that, like having yeah. full fat and, you know, because yep. it's like, oh, no, you've got to have the low-fat this and the low-fat that. It's like, mm. oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and the tide is finally shifting on that, which has been um, – I'm really, really glad to see that change. It's been in the last 12 months um, sort of happening worldwide that – um, the trend is slowly shifting away from low fat. Um, and I'm very, very happy to see that because, um, you know, I've done it all in the past. I've been a vegetarian for a decade. I've been eating low fat, um, cooking with so-called heart healthy oils and, you know, healthy whole grains. And the only place it got me was um, basically to a very bad place where I was malnourished, um, constantly battling my weight, and I never had any energy. So um, that's not a good spot to go in when you become a mum. And I think that's why um, everything unraveled after I had my third child. Yeah, I guess that would be a pretty big tipping mm. point. Yeah, it's it's like your body doesn't have anything left um, to give. Like you, you just used up your storage. And, and I found myself very deficient in several minerals, um, also low in vitamin D and B12. Um, and all those things I had to – I'd still do blood tests probably two or three times a year just to keep track. Um, I'm really big of, on that. And what does that – is that like a complete blood work? Yep, everything. Yep. Thyroid, um, all the standard, the full cholesterol panel, um, the sex hormones, you know, estrogen, um, all those. And I see a naturopath if anything is out of whack, but I don't actually deal much with my GP. Because I'm yet to, yeah. I haven't actually found a GP that understands what I'm trying to do. No, yeah, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, so I, I used, you know, there, there are some really good holistic GPs in Melbourne, but at, at the moment I can't afford to see one. It's it's very expensive. Yeah, that's a so, shame. Mm, so I use an naturopath and I find he, he does the same job. He's very good. Cool. So yeah. what are you doing over at Paleo in Melbourne? And your, your blog um, and your, your Facebook community. Yeah. yeah um, my aim was, because I, I was paleo for a good year before I started the page, and I've got to say, my whole first year of eating paleo, I felt very 
alone. I was using a lot of websites and a lot of web pages, but they were all based in the US. So I was getting a lot of support and, you know, that online community happening, but it was all um, on online forums with mostly Americans. Yep. And I thought, you know, it would be really nice if we had something like that here. Um, and there wasn't much around, so I decided to just start a Taylor in Melbourne Facebook page. Um, initially for the Melbourne um, Paleo Meetup group. Um, but it, it grew by, you know, I think I had 200 followers within the first two days. And it's just grown steadily since then. I think we, yeah, we're more, nearly 2,500 followers now. Yeah, excellent. And do, do you find mm. that helps having a community of... Yes, and like, definitely. And, and like the meetups, you can you can actually go and talk to people that are in the same yep. or similar situation or yeah different experience it's, but they're trying the same things mm. and it's it's really lovely to to have that um community we you know you're not the freak you're not the yeah. weird friend that yes. doesn't need gluten because that's really what i am amongst my friends and they are not interested in hearing about my um you know my current health issues or my biohack or whatever i've tried to cook last week they're not interested in that it's more amongst your girlfriends you'll get a lot of oh Tell me how you did it. How did you lose all that weight? But then, but then once no. you get into the details, they're not interested because it's too much. Yeah. So it's, it's been really good for me. Yeah, exactly. It, it just seems like a really big sacrifice for most people. And I understand, you know, if, if you haven't been where I have been with my health, um, I think it is a big ask. Um, so I understand them. I, I see the point of view that it's not something you easily just go and do unless you have actually being in a place where your current health is so poor that you had no choice. Yeah. Um, but the meetup group is full of people who are either very well educated about, you know, diets and how the body works, who, who are just doing it because it makes them feel better. There's a whole bunch of people like myself who are doing it because they didn't have any other option for the health. Um, and we discuss recipes. We talk about, you know, where to buy our food, where to source our food. We, you know, we bring platters of beautiful food we made ourselves and we just have a feast um, and it's really, really good fun. Mm, it does um, sound I've fun. had, it, it is, it's just mainly just about eating. We just eat <laughs> a lot. Like I, I tend to roll out the door after these meats. <laughs> um, we've done picnics and, you know, at people's houses or even in um, Paleo Sunday restaurants in Melbourne. We've been rock climbing. Um, but yeah, that's how my page, my Facebook page started. It was just, I thought, I'll just put it all in one place so everyone from the meetup group can also communicate online um, on Facebook. But it grew from there and and now we have people who are just starting out, trying it out, and they appreciate. I think I get a lot of good feedback from people that they feel, they feel that I maybe offer that online support that I needed when I started out. Yeah, I think... That's one of the good things about, um, I guess, social media and Facebook, and mm. that is that you can connect with other people that, in mm. you know, in your day to day life, you just you wouldn't have yeah the amount of people around and you. Exactly, and and also a lot of my followers are, are you know too busy to go and read all the books. So what I try to do is to post um, every week. I post a fair few links to articles that are relevant, but also short and sweet. You know, if I find a good because I follow all the major paleo blogs around the world. And if um if one of the blogs cover really well why we don't avoid soy why we don't eat soy products, 
Um, I'll link that to my page and say, you know, this is a really good rundown of why you shouldn't eat soy or, you know, why a grain's so problematic for us or, you know, what's the deal with dairy. So I'll try to provide people the why, not just we don't eat this and that. I've tried to also explain the reason behind it because um, it just becomes easier then when people know the full the full picture that, you know, dairy can give you asthma and, um, you know, PMS. Most people wouldn't know that unless they read it somewhere. No, I didn't know that. No, and I know because I've, you know, I've read enough and I've lived through, I can tell you I've, I've realised that myself, that 21 years of asthma and hay fever disappeared when I quit dairy. Um, so, so those sort of things, I try to educate people through not only my own experiences and my own blog posts, but other people's blog posts as well. Yeah, well, I um, guess you, you can't know everything and everyone else can't know everything. Oh, so my it's, God. It's all about exactly. sharing. Yeah. Sharing information, that's yeah. what I try to do. Yeah, excellent. Definitely help people out. Well, I'll, I'll post a link so people can go and check it out. And yeah, like, that'd be good. Like it yeah. up and join in Definitely, the Paleo um, Yeah, and every Friday we do um, the Friday Eye Candy photo, which is a very popular <laughs> weekly contribution. Yep. Um, and, yeah, that just involves, you know, a man with a lovely torso. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. And, um, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, so we do – we're not all serious. It's a lot of fun too. Awesome. And wow. I run events, um, classes and events for people locally. So about that's the, been good fun. About the, the, the dietary, like the food um, paleo eats? or um, It's actually been um, randomly happened to be about how to ferment your own food. Oh, cool. So I have one class where we teach um, how to make kombucha and kefir, which is fermented tea and fermented milk. It sounds really gross, but it is really oh, awesome. No, I've had I've had that before. Um, yeah, I've had. We have a wood fire here, so last um, last winter, mm. and I may not say it correctly, but kefir is it kefir? Yeah, yeah, kefir. Yeah, it's I, a few um, different ways yeah. to say it. Every second day, I'd put this massive tub of that on top of the wood fire, mm. and then mm. you know, overnight, it'd just be this mass of the yogurty drink. Turtled. Yeah, it yeah. was great. <laughs> yeah, and it it just does wonders for your insides. It's didn't for me, but it does for most other people. I'm really big on my kombucha tea, though. I have that every day. Um, so I, I'm, I've been preaching a lot of probiotic foods. That's um, one thing that my classes have been about so far. Um, and I'm also about to launch a podcast that I'm doing with two other friends. Yep. And that, um, well, that called? I've forgotten. <laughs> Sorry. It's called The Primal Shift. The Primal Shift. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's coming up after Easter. So we recorded a couple of episodes. And so there's a few things, you know, um, once again, that's also just trying to help the local community and talk to relevant people and, and talk about our own experiences and just creating a bit of discussion, really. Yeah, well, that's what I guess I'm trying to do is share people's mm. experiences and people can take what they they resonate with what or they what, works, yeah, what works yeah. for them and hopefully yeah. it'll help in some way. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's good to have that. It's good to have that option and, and to know where to look mm. um, when you need more help. That's okay. definitely how I, you know, it, it happened to be Sarah Wilson's blog, but it was definitely what got me going. Yes, actually, I might post a link to that too because that's helped me as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's just been great. So um, there, there are a lot of resources out there, but it's also a matter of trying to get the most relevant information and 
put it out through, you know, in the one place. So that's that's where my page has been really good. But I can source the best stuff from, you know, the World Wide Web and set a link and say, you know, this is a great article if you're wondering about your thyroid health or your, you know, your fertility. Because all those things are linked to food. Yeah, it's amazing what can be addressed just by changing mm. diet, your, something in your diet or mm. adding something or taking yeah. something out. It's, it's yeah, amazing. exactly. Um, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll cover that in, in my blog post as well. Like just what happened when I replaced all my vegetable oils with um, saturated fats. Um, like you wouldn't really think it would affect you all that much, but it was huge. I, I stopped having PMS. I stopped being in pain when I got my period every month. Yep. Um, no more cracked, um, cracked sore heels. Like this, I used to have calluses on my feet. That stopped happening. My um, cholesterol panel is perfect. It used to be quite dodgy for my age. For being, you know, a, a thirty-year-old woman, I was really bad. But that's all come right down. Wow. So, um, yeah. Amazing thing happening, not to mention hair and nail and skin are a lot better as well. Gee, that's interesting. So mm. Yeah, so there's a whole range of things that happen and I'm not interested to find out if I'm fertile because I've had three kids, <laughs> I'm done. Yep. But I'm sure I am. Going by all other health markers, um, I seem to be you know, in a really good place. That's excellent. Mm. Well, Definitely. I won't keep you any longer. <laughs> Thanks so much for Thanks for the chat. For giving us your time. No worries, it was my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Ivy and that you, you learnt something and perhaps found something that might help you in your situation. If you'd like to learn more about the Real Fit Women magazine, it's published monthly. It's aimed at women over thirty and it deals with issues that women in that age bracket deal with. Uh, for example, in this latest issue, we uh, discuss pelvic floor issues and we have a workout designed to be safe for people with pelvic floor issues. So go to www.realfitwomen.com and you can learn more about it there. And if you have a story or a suggestion, feel free to get in contact, casey at realfitwomen.com. Chat to you soon. <laughs>